Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Praise the Lord. Today I'm going to be discussing about our body, the temple of the Lord. But to understand our body, we need to understand the triune man, both our, our body, our spirit, and our soul. Now, beginning to read today in Genesis 2-7, Then the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed his breath, his in his nostrils, the breath of life, and man become a, a living being. The triune God made man in his own image. Triune, body, soul, and spirit. We were born spiritually dead, but in Christ Jesus we've been quickened alive. That spirit of life is now, should be ruling and reigning in our in our bodies. But there's something called the soul that before I even get started, I think we need to understand the soul better. A lot of translations today speak of the soul as being the mind. Well, the mind is certainly a part of our soul, but it's much more. My mind, I can assure you, at at 70 years old today, my mind probably is not as sharp or as quick as it was one time, so I have to depend heavily upon the spirit to, to lead me and guide me. And uh, even that is a struggle at times for this old man. But God is so faithful that he has quickened uh, me alive. He, 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 he rules and reigns in my life through his spirit. When my spirit was quickened alive, I'm no longer allowing the soul to reign and rule That's called walking in the flesh. Now, we have a body, this amazing body that we're going to talk about today. But to understand how the body functions and how we are to to rule over this body instead of the body rule us, to be spiritually minded, which is the spirit of God that has been given us, there's no way possible that our soul uh, can operate in our minds without spiritually without being born again. It can operate spiritually if you allow another spirit to come in and take possession and take over. The, a spirit of a darkness can take and pos- when you're, when it is controlling your life, that's called possession. When it is hindering your life, that's called oppression. 
Both are evil, and in the name of Jesus, you have all authority over these, this onslaught of the enemy. In, in Isaiah 28, in verse 6, it says, guard, uh, that you may be strengthened to guard the onslaught at the gates. I believe about verse 4 there, it talks about, and the, and the day of the Lord, and this spirit of justice that will come and allow us to reign. It, it is the spirit of God that is, is strengthen us to guard the gates against the onslaught. What is the onslaught today? The onslaught is uh, at the gates. Uh, what is the gates? We know what the onslaught is. I probably don't have to share that with you. We probably will. will. But the gates are our windows, our ears, our eyes. You know, it, we always say the eyes are the windows of the soul. It doesn't really say that in the Bible. It does in about a, a whole numerous amount of verses because they are the windows of the soul. Uh, but it says, uh, Jesus said in Matthew six twenty two, he says, if the eye is clear, if the eye is clear that, 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 that this great light, but if it's not clear, he says the light, what he actually says, the light is the lamp of the soul. The eye is a, if the, if the eye is clear, there's this great light. If the eye is not clear, there's this great darkness. So our eyes, do we guard our eyes knowing that they're our lamp? I, I have some very dear to me. And when I see the, the darkness in their eye, I know there's a problem. And then when I see this joy, this light, the spirit of God shining through the eyes, it really, it blesses my soul. I know that the Lord has all in hand and, and there's life and in, in the spirit and in the Lord there is liberty and there's joy and there's peace. But when, when there's darkness in, in, in the eye, if, if the light is not shining, there, there is oppression and depression and there is an onslaught. And we need to understand that when we walk in the spirit, we are led, our souls, it's called to be spiritually minded, and our minds are a part of our soul. Our soul is eternal, and that's the difference between our mind. My mind's not eternal, but my soul is a living soul. It is eternal. It, it's going to either be with God or be in, in condemnation for eternity. One or the other. It is eternal. We were created an eternal being. That's a lot that you need to understand. You just don't die. You do. This body is laid down. But I pray that before you're laid to rest, that there's this Logos word, this Logos seed, the seed of Jesus Christ himself planted within us that will raise this body. Hallelujah. And it will be transformed into his image. And we will be spiritually alive, I promise you, forevermore. We'll be like him. We will, we, and we'll be with him forever. But, but the body is actually controlled by the soul. And if we're allowing the flesh to walk in the flesh to control our minds, it's called carnally mindly, fleshly minded. It's the body. We're walking after the desires of the flesh and not, not our own. It's definitely not spiritually led. If we're, it could be spiritually led if it's the wrong spirit. But if, if he that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, how? By his spirit, then 
What? We walk in a new life. We are guided. Our body, our body is subject to our mind. Our body, I said in a few chapters ago, the only time the body ever doesn't, uh, the only time the spirit is able to control the body and where we, our mind is not fruitful when we pray in the, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy, Holy Ghost, some of my Pentecostals brothers say. But then actually our spirit is controlling our tongue. The rest of our entire life, our, our soul controls the body. What we tell the body to do is what it does. Now, is that by the desires of the body, of the flesh, or is it by the leading of the, of the spirit? Now, I'm getting over. We're going to talk about the body, but you need to understand that if we're soulish, and that's not an English word, but it, I wish it was. It is in some other language. It's, it's the word that is translated in our Bibles as fleshly. If we're walking after the flesh, what that really means are we walk, we're walking after our, on the soulish realm. Our soul is telling our bodies to walk, to act, to do according to the desire of the flesh, not definitely not of the spirit. And that is soulish. That is fleshly. And that those acts will be judged by God because it's contrary to his desire. It's contrary to his nature. So we're body, we're soul, and we're spirit. And when it speaks of the heart in the Bible, it's speaking uh, of our of our of our spirit, <laughs> the spirit that is within us, and and it was once dead, and if you've been born again, now it's alive, and that spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus should be ruling and reigning in our lives, and not the flesh that now through His offering we can reckon dead with Him on the cross in the grave, and we can rise in the newness of the Spirit even as He did and walk in that power in His name. It's His covering. So we we are spirit men and women. We all have a living soul eternal, and we uh, have been entrusted with this amazing body that David talked about that we should uh, discipline it and walk in victory over this because it has a nature that's contrary to the nature of the spirit. And the battle is within the soul. Who controls the flesh? Who controls the soul? Who am I spiritually minded or am I fleshly minded? If are we guarding the gates? I've been given the spirit now that I can guard the onslaught at the gates. Now, how, what are my gates? I said, my ears, my eyes. Job said in Job 31, 1, these are all, this is not part of my sermon today, but, or my teaching or lesson, but this, Job said, he made this statement, uh, thir- chapter 31, verse 1, I have covenanted with my eyes. Not to gaze, not to gaze upon the uh, the beautiful young virgin. Have you covenanted with your eyes not to gaze upon this beautiful young virgin? Everywhere I go, I'm afraid most of the ladies have forgot what discretion, what what is discreet, and what is not, and uh, they don't wear they don't the clothing that they wear does not leave a lot to the imagination. Now, some of these ladies probably should be 
wearing something different because it's not really all that pretty. But the truth is, it's, it's impossible if you're walking around looking not to see. But there's a difference between seeing and gazing. There's a commitment to my God between if he would help me, because this old flesh would want to gaze. It would want to lust. It would want to, the flesh, this, 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 and my soul would want to tell my eyes to look, to gaze, to lust, to fantasize, to all these things. And how can we walk in the strength of the spirit in obedience to him that is reckoned to us as righteousness if we are not guarding our eyes with what we see, uh, the, the, the garbage that's on television, I don't understand how you can watch any of it. The news, it's so violent and it's so, violence is a, is a, is, is, is horrible to God. He hates violence. He hates war. There's a reality because of man's soulish nature of his pride that we're going to have wars. And that, and that we're going to have even worse wars because there's all of these unbelievable bombs and stuff that have been created that, that literally can destroy this planet. They all but will, but God will put a stop to it. There is a soul. Is it dead? Or are you dead? Or are you alive? Are you spiritually dead? Or are you spiritually alive? Is your body dying or is God keeping it? I've got here on the uh, next little statement here. If God made and gave us this life, he made it after his own image. If he's the body maker, can he not fix it? He can give us a new mind. He can, he, he can wash us and cleanse us and give us a, a, a living spirit. And he also can quicken this body. I've had cancer disappear out of my body twice. I was told I, I had less than six months to walk. My backbone looked like it had a collapse. In 1979, I'd be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. I can assure you, <laughs> cancer don't come back in my body. That second time got me upset. It's one thing to believe for healing. I He bore my sicknesses and diseases. I don't have to put up with this cancer. I don't have doctors sit there and tell me I got this 80% chance of dying. I'm looking in his eyes knowing he believe I don't have a chance. He didn't know who I knew. And four days later when I came to see him, I told him it is no longer there. And it wasn't. God had taken it out of my body. I know, I know in whom I believe. He walks with me. He talks with me. He has battled with this old man's flesh and me and my soul. Cause I, I, I'm, I guess we're all a little hard headed, but I, there comes a point in, in life, you get tired of being beat up. Why, why would I live with disease and afflictions and all of this when he, he bore he bore that on his body that my body could be in health. Divine health. It really is. Take, eat. I bore all that for you. Not just healing. There's health. But if you have allowed by walking in the flesh, allowed your flesh to deteriorate to such a stage, that's sin. And we're going to talk about our responsibility within ourselves 
to guard this temple, to guard the gates. One of the gates is our mouth, and that's a bad subject. But gluttony is alive and real within the church. It's hard for somebody to stand in front of me, and I listen to them when everything I see is contrary that, that, than the evidence that they know anything about God. Because they certainly aren't, aren't, aren't walking in it. They certainly aren't enjoying the fruit of their salvation, health, peace, joy. They walk in triumph over their own bodies that was given us to guard. It is his temple. I covenanted with my eyes like Job not to gaze upon the beautiful young virgin. And that's whether it is in life or on a television or in a movie or wherever. It's all the same. It all entices this flesh and this carnality will raise up and control me and cause me to fall and send me to hell. Oh, I was saved. Once saved, always saved. There is a security in the believer. God won't give up, but I assure you, you can send your way right straight into hellfire. Doubly dead. Doubly dead. That's bad when you're doubly dead. Psalms 139.13. I'm going to get back. The soul is, is, is who I am. It's my mind. It, it's, this, it's living. It's eternal. The spirit, though I was dead when I was born again, it was quickened to life. And it's no longer I, but he that rules and reigns in me by his spirit. And, and because I spend a lot of time with him and in his word, I've learned to recognize that voice so I can walk in obedience to that spirit, not in after my own fleshly nature, which is my soul speaking. Hopefully, when you look into these eyes, you see light and not darkness, because these are, even though it doesn't say this, it says this, but it doesn't say this, the windows of the soul. If the eyes are clear, they should be a light coming out of these eyes, the light of Christ that dwells within me. But if they're not clear, well, there's a, this deep darkness, Jesus said, 22nd verse of 6th chapter of Matthew. Thank you, Lord. We have this temple, this house. We're a little stone, but made up into the temple of God that he dwells. That he, he delights. He was jealous over losing that spirit, that breath that, and Jesus came to save that which was lost. What? The breath, his sons, that seal of adoption by his spirit in me, on me, with me to help me guard the onslaught at the gates. And he has given me the wisdom to what I should be watching, what I should be listening to. You think some of this rap stuff, I don't listen to it, but it's very vulgar. You think you can listen to that stuff and be spiritually minded? Just asking. Your choice. You were created with a freedom of choice. God has given you, if you're a Christian, you've been quickened alive, and you get the, the, the choice whether to be soulish or to be spiritual. 
You can be spiritually minded or you can be soulish minded, fleshly minded. You can walk in carnality or you can walk in spirit. One brings death, one brings life. Not just when we die. And if you don't walk in that discipline of the spirit and rule and reign over this body, it will get away from you. And you get it straight just the way you do spirit. You get on your knees and ask God to forgive you. And God give me the strength to walk in the discipline and power of the might that you have given me. That you dwell within me. I want to guard this house. I know that you will give me the strength. Whatever I have destroyed, I believe that you will do your best. I don't know. It's sin, sin. There's wages of sin. If we've allowed sin to destroy our bodies, he will save us. He will save our souls. Not all the time. If, if, not all the time he can bring it back. I've been very fortunate. God has kept me. I was supposed to be in a wheelchair, I don't know, 21, 20, 42 years ago. Not pretty good help for, for an old man. In, uh, Psalms 139, 13, I'm going to start. We're supposed to be talking about the body. I want you to understand that the body, this is the body, the soul, and the spirit. And, and our spirit is alive. If we've been born again, if you haven't, it's dead. And your mind is controlled by your soul. If we're born again and we're going to walk as we're led and as we're called to, then we're spiritually minded, not carnally minded, not soulish. Psalms 139.13, for that was a little less than all the try you bad. i uh talking about the body today, but how, how can you understand the body if you don't understand the soul and understand and know the spirit? For you were form, you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give, this is David, of course, I, in the Psalms 139. I will give you thanks to you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I, I saw this little thing some years ago. I, I was doing a sermon on God uh, attends Sparrow's funeral. And, and I, I would just do a message. I do these messages. God has not allowed me to preach, and I don't think that I, I will again. I, I will minister. If I got something to say, I imagine he'll bring me here and allow me to share it with the whole world. But, but the Lord has kept me ministering to him. And that, that, that's fine with me. It's all, all that I'm here is to please him. I, I really, that is my desire. It, it is to, to please him. And, uh, and so I delight in doing that. And I try to be spiritually minded and I try to minister to him in the spirit. And I try to discipline this body. And I try to rule and reign over it that he gets glorified. That I be a testimony, a living witness, not only of what, what I speak, but what I preach, but I was doing this to get back, not to get off again. Uh, uh, test some, uh, uh, a study about the knowledge of God. And we know that He knows when every single sparrow falls from the tree. Every single little bird that falls from the tree, God knows about it. So God, I, I uh, thought this is a pretty good uh, sermon title that God attends uh, Pharaoh's funerals. There's not one that dies that he's not aware. 
he, the galaxy. I don't know if you've made a study of it. The scientists now have learned a lot. And what they've learned, that even our galaxy that we live in with all these millions and so planets is just one of millions or trillions of other galaxies. I mean, they just no end out there. When the Lord said, let it be, it's just been kept on creating, I guess. God has hung them all out there. He says he hang, hung them out there. Not one. He's not lost to one of them. They're out there. They haven't ran into each other. They all this amazing creation. My eyeball to get back to it has two million working parts right in that little two centimeters right in the middle. Two million working parts. My brain goes way beyond all of that. They're still studying the brain of man and even man and his arrogance can't get, they're still working on it. <laughs> God spoke it into being. He, hallelujah. He formed it out of the dirt. <laughs> he formed his, this archangel and is so beautiful. The, uh, he formed us out of dirt. We, we're not going to make that mistake. I hope we don't. Many people start to worship themselves in their own bodies and you, you just as, that's the same as worshiping the wrong spirit. Anyway, we are his. We were bought with a price. We belong to him. Glorify him in your body as in your life and in the words that come out of our mouths. Uh, I will give thanks to you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm going to get going on this in a minute. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. He took the minerals right out of the earth to make us. <laughs> he, he knew what he was doing, and he might take some water, real wet clay, not a whole lot to be too proud about, but 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 his breath in us is something else. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. The Lord, the Lord had this plan for my life. He knew that even, and He showed that to me many years ago. And even when I stumbled and bumbled, bumbled along. I knew that God had this plan, and I'm standing here today, and his plan was for adoption as a son. And I have a father in heaven that I love so dearly. He's given me his spirit, the spirit of Jesus Christ, that lead me, to keep me. I have the opportunity to glorify his son before man, and I do. May Jesus Christ be glorified in my life. Because the father was glorified in his, and he's given us to glorify the son. And the Son glorifies the Father. But the Father is well pleased when we glorify His Son, when we walk in obedience. Hallelujah. Uh, Philippians 3.20, For our citizenship is in heaven, for which also we eagerly await for the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, whom will transform this body of our humble state into the conformity with the body of His glory. We're going to be transforming His image. We're, we're going to put on His weight. That, that You better have a new body of glory. By the exertion of the power that He has even subject all things to Himself. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're my Lord, Lord Jesus. First Peter 2.24, And He Himself bore our sins in His body on the cross, so that we might die to sin, live to righteousness, for by His wounds... You were healed. Amen? He paid the price. If you were healed and he bore all these sicknesses, why are you burying them? I don't get sick. I don't get sick. 
I used to. I just decided one day, if he, and he kept healing me. If he can heal me, I read the book again. He's already done all that. I, don't get sick. Uh, I, I don't take vaccines. The only two times I let a doctor, uh, and this is nothing about politics, y'all. This is, I, I took the bread. I, I ate of the body. It keeps me. I know we're in a pandemic. Don't tell anybody I didn't get the vaccine. I don't need it. The only two times I ever had a vaccine in my life, I let a doctor talk me into it, and it was a, it was a flu vaccine, and both times I got the flu. That has nothing to do with whether you should or whether you shouldn't. If you're dependent on doctors, you better go take that medicine. But I know in whom I know. I partake of the broken body of Christ. It works for me. I've been living it for years and years and years. It works. There's a faith and a confidence. There's no doubt. It, it, you have to... At some point, you decide to leave these things. You just can't go out and jump into a fire and say, God's going to deliver me. You better have walked across a few coals first. I'm not telling you to go do all this. I'm just telling you that there's a point that you start as faith grows in your life. I know in in what I know in whom I believe. I know what he did for me. I got vaccinated 2,000 years ago on a cross. His body was broken, ripped, and shredded. Hallelujah. And I've partook of that and I have life. I have divine health. I live what I preach. I walk it. I don't, but it's, you grow in that. Has there ever been challenges? Yes. I get, I've, I've had maybe the 30 minute flu or something and I will not put up with it and it goes. Devil sometimes, I said, devil, after you've been defeated all of these times, you're still here trying to lie. He, he's something. I have confidence and faith in the one who's called me. I'm ready to go be with him when he's ready. I'm excited about that. I talked about the shaking of all things in the last chapter, and I got so happy. I got so my pastor said this. I got happy because he's coming soon, and all these things are about to take place. I see it building. But you know what that means? I eagerly await his coming, and he comes. He comes and put a stop to it before we destroy this earth. Uh, first, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I don't know if I've read it or not, but now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What was this salvation for? It was for our spirit, quick and light, our soul. And our body, triune man, triune God, God didn't leave a part of it out. One problem is that he left it up to us, the freedom of choice, where the first we're going to be born again by accepting his offering. And second, are we going to appropriate that offering for ourselves and walk in holiness and, and, and guard and walk in uh walk, not walk in the flesh, walk, live a spirit, let him lead and guide us. And then are we going to take care of this body that has been entrusted to us, knowing that it is now his temple? This is where he abides. Am I going to take him into some strip club or something? Am I going to join myself with some prostitute when this is now his body? Can the two be? No, they can't be one. You can't. Am I going to take God if he's in me and with me 
He's not going to lead me to these places. So in, in my own soulish power, I'm, I rule over my body. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want. And you go straight to hell. That's a long time. There's a time. I want you to remember, everything's about time. And it comes. Believe me, I was just a kid yesterday. I'm 70 years old today. Just, But he's going to be here just like that too. I'm going to see him. I'm going to bow. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about eternal life. I'm excited about whatever state that he, I'm in at that time. When the, when the end, when the father comes at the end of the millennial reign, the thousand years, that's the end of time. All time ceases. It will not go on. It is eternity. Let me share with you whatever and however it is when they either plant you in that dirt or, or, or he comes. That's what it is for eternity. You will be judged according to how you live and how you possess this temple and how you walk after the spirit, not after the flesh and your soul and your mind where you spiritually led that he's given us to lead and guide and teach us. Do you study to show yourself approved so you can understand these things? Am I, am I carnally minded? Am I fleshly minded? Or am I soulish minded? Is my soul doing the thinking or is the spirit doing the thinking? Am I have the mind of Christ or I have the mind of D. Carroll? There is a huge difference. And I know the difference. It doesn't take long for me to recognize it. And sometimes it, it, it takes, it's long enough that I need to repent. So I quickly repent. Lord, God, forgive me. Lord, God, forgive me. What I allow my eyes to gaze on when it should, I, I, it, whatever I was seeing, I should have, I shouldn't have been gazing. You can't help for seeing things. You don't gaze. I mean, whether it was, I sometimes, uh, trying to stay up with politics and, and what's going on in the world and, and who's, because I have so many friends, neighbors, and part of our ministry in all these nations of the world, and I'm praying for them. I want to know how their countries are doing this, that, and the other. And I sometimes, the war and the horror and the things sometimes taking place in places, it's, it's almost defiles me. And I, I'm not sure I should have been watching that. It was very violent, some of it. It shakes me. I weep and cry in my heart. Pray for them. I pray for them. Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now, I, I probably, it was yesterday, I said I use this again at the last. We talked about that as a priesthood, as a priest, we make offerings. It is our spiritual offering. As a purchased possession, the other translation I believe in, in the King James, and by the way, I got the New American Standard Bible here. I use the New King James, and they're on uh, this Logos uh, computer thing. And I'm, I'm sometimes I don't pay attention. I trust both of them. I understand what most of the time fairly well what the Greek, and I've learned more about the Hebrew. And uh, uh, and and so. <laughs> I've always used the New American Standard, and I've found in a couple of cases I actually like the King James a little better. I mean, just, it's, I'm talking about such slight, it's nothing that you need to, but I actually have got both down here that was, 
no rhyme or reason. I just happened to grab it off of that, off my page that day, not even noticing one was the New King James and one was the New American Standard. I just make sure I try to understand the words. And it is my spiritual service, according to this translation, because I'm a royal priesthood and a priest makes offering. And my offering to God, which is only reasonable, is that, that, to present myself a living sacrifice. My whole body, everything, life, body, soul, spirit. Here it is, Lord. I'm yours. I was bought with the price. You paid for it. And because it's the spiritual as a priesthood, because he did pay for it, and I am a person that it is also the acceptable thing. It's what I should do. Both of those translations, I think, fit for this verse. In verse 2 of 12, and do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Now, how do we prove that? How do we, by how, what we think, what we do? Do not be conformed to this world. Are you gazing at that television? Cause it's garbage coming out of most of it. Or you got all in politics. Where are we, we're getting ready to create a war. Some of them call it liberal, conservative, but divided, divided we fall. Whatever happened to that in the, uh, together? I pray for all, ever, all, all my country. And, 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 and I, of course, as a conservative Christian, I lean one way, but I still see the division. Man cannot fix this either side. Only God fixes these things. So I need to be praying for everybody and and not allow this tribalism that I thought that we have to deal with in Africa so bad and it, it usually brings wars and the wars set back what God is doing in a nation and it's a curse. Wars are a curse. It's judgment. But that happens in tribalism because some of these tribes don't let go of their witchcraft. They don't let go of their tribes. It's like when I went to India, I didn't realize that I, Hindu, Hindu had many gods. They don't mind taking Jesus real quick. But the problem is to get them to reject the others. We have that same problem in, uh, in Africa. And I got this word and, and my brothers were really excited that they were digging up their trees, their, their trees in the yard. And I didn't know what that meant. And even these, some of these pastors have said they, if you had these two trees in your yard, certain trees, it would guard your house from, from sickness. And they found out in chapter six, divine help, that, that Jesus had, had brought that and that his body worked much better than those trees. Cause during this pandemic, I don't know a one of my pastors that had COVID and it was rampant all over Africa. All these pastors and, and leaders and stuff, God kept them. They was where some of their family was dying. They brought them home and trusted God. And the next day, instead of dying, they all walked out healing. Miracle after miracle. And they have walked in health. What a wonderful time to understand chapter 6. I had a, 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 a also, won't mention an email from India about all these brothers. 140 some of the brothers got COVID or die and this. Why haven't you read chapter 6? And they've embraced it in Africa and they're all healthy. None of them got sick. Here, it's not working. You have to live it. If you believe something, you walk it. You prove what the will of God is. 
Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. What is good? What is acceptable? What is perfect? A life in the Spirit is. A a Spirit-led, Spirit-filled, a Spirit-healed. Help. Abundance. Not enough. Success. That's that's prosperity and success. Healing, health, clarity of mind. You can't have clarity of mind and have peace. If there's no peace, there's a problem. You need to need to get the problem solved and there will be peace. If you're in Christ Jesus, there's peace. 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And if a man, listen to this, if a man destroys the temple of God, what is a temple? Our body. Our body is a temple of God. If God will destroy him, you destroy this temple. And I've seen pastors all but walk into a church, if you call it walking, all but destroyed for a lack of discipline, godly discipline, for a lack of care for their temple. Wasn't sickness, wasn't disease. It was gluttony. Gluttony. For the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. We are holy. We're holy vessels. If God, if you want God to dwell in this temple, in this house, you may better make it uh, kind of comfortable for it. In other words, he's comfortable where his word, the Lord Jesus, is ruling and his, and you're walking in the spirit, not in the flesh, and you're, you are offering praises. You're coming daily through the gates with thanksgiving and you're entering his courts with praise. These are acceptable sacrifices and you anxiously await his coming and you spend days with him and, and he gives you the strength and the wisdom and the night and the knowledge and success instead of failure. You're not the end, you're the beginning. All those curses and blessings. Deuteronomy 8. The seven blessings and the seven curses, they're exactly opposite. One's a blessing, whatever that is, the other one is the opposite. It is crazy how man chooses the opposite because he wants to be his own God. He wants to rule. This is my body. This is mine. Nope. If you're a Christian, it's his. It's his anyway. This others don't know that. And he's not taking care of the maintenance. And if you're not taking care of the maintenance of your body, if you're not caring for that temple, then you're in walking in sin too. And you bring judgment on yourself because your body crumbles and fails. And your life is shortened. Sin. Sin sin destroys. It's destructive. We've been given this temple. We need to guard it. We need to guard the gates. We need to covenant like Job. We need to guard our ears what we listen to. We need to guard these feet where we allow our feet to walk. Your feet don't walk unless your soul, your mind tells it where to go, what to do. Your tongue, unless you're speaking in tongues, doesn't move. And I have, I, I really, I'm, I pray a lot about Lord. I'm a man of many words and it says right here, if you speak, there's sin in that. And, and sure enough, usually somewhere I can look and, and, and I give 
the devil room to make accusations. I hate that. I hate because I've allowed my tongue to run off to the point the devil can make accusations. And it's hard to defend if possibly he might have a, a little room. To, so I've been praying God help me to not quite be a man of so many words. I've not got there yet. I, my, I got a lot of my kin people. I don't know. I don't believe it's spiritual, but it certainly runs in the family. But it is spiritual if we talk too much. It affects our spirit. First Corinthians six twelve. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by any. Are you mastered by anything other than the master? Who's master in your life? Your flesh? Your mind? Your lust? Your own secret desires, fantasies? Who's master? If the Lord Jesus Christ is not your Lord, he's not your Savior. Can't be Savior and Lord. He's either Lord and Savior or he's not Savior. If you want walking in the Spirit, if you're walking after your own lust, your own flesh, your own desires, the Lord Jesus Christ is not Lord. It is to He we bow. It is to Him we serve. It is to He we've given our life. It is He that gives life. It is He that continues to keep this temple and body. It, it is the Lord Jesus Christ in us. Verse 13. Food is for the stomach and stomach is for food. But God will do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for immorality. But for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. The body is not for immorality. There's a lot of that. Verse 19. 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of God? Temple of the Holy Spirit. We also said that earlier in Corinthians. Uh, who is in you, whom you have from God, and that, that you are not your own. I need to read this, both these verses again. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God? We have this body from God. And that you are not your own. This is not my body. Especially if you've been purchased with the price. If you've accepted that, that purchase, if you, you've allowed, if he has come and purchased you out of hell, basically, because you were condemned to go there. If he's given you life, you're not your own. For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. Discipline this body with godly discipline. Let it reflect strength and not weakness. Walk in the health that he has given us. Walk in the strength, the power, the wisdom, the knowledge. Walk in the spirit. Allow this to be a spirit-led, spirit-fed, spirit-everything life. Not carnally minded, not for the lust of the flesh. Don't walk. Give me another half a gallon of ice cream. If you feed the flesh, you become one big glob of flesh. Flesh. You feed the spirit and you will walk in health. You'll walk with success. You will walk with a clear vision. Not only of this life, but eternity. And it's amazing. Please come out. Be separate, saith the Lord. Come out. And I will be a father to you. And you can be a son and a daughter. Therefore, having this precious promise. Hallelujah. Let us cleanse ourselves 
from all defilement of the flesh. If I don't have that on down in this sermon, I probably do. I need to keep going. <laughs> but that, that honestly, come me out. Uh, and, and 1 Corinthians 10, 7. Do not be idolaters as some of them were as it was written. The people sat down to eat and drink, and they stood up to play. Idolaters. You know who they were, who the idol was? Themselves. They placed themselves. Here it just says lovers of self and lovers of pleasure. That's two of the three evil loves. Love of money, love of self, lovers of pleasure. I think the day that covers most of the churches, the world, and it should not. Those are the three love evils of those three loves are the evil loves. Lovers of pleasure, lovers of self, lovers of money. First Corinthians six sixteen. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 17, therefore come ye out. I knew I had all this in here. Come ye out from from their midst, and be separate, says the Lord. Come out. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. You feel welcomed by God? I'm excited when I wake up in the morning. I wake up early. He's always there waiting on me. He was there before I woke up. He's with me all the time. I get bubbling. I come in here and I'm bubbling. I I, <laughs> I don't know what. I'm not sure what I'm going to say or do. This time. I just stand here by faith. And God bless you for listening. I hope it is he speaking because the spirit just bubbles and, and, and it comes out and God uses it. It's because it's his word, not mine. And you're his, not mine. It is he that, that if I can encourage you to know better, to walk in his spirit and not after our own flesh. We need to die to self, die to that flesh and allow this to become his temple and allow his spirit to rule and reign. Come you out from the midst of your separate cell. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. I will be a father to you. What did I, what did, what did I tell you that Jesus declared to us his name? His name is Father. Hallelujah. I know in the Old Testament and to the Yeshua. No, that's Jesus. It was Jehovah. But anyway, what I'm saying is in the New Testament for us, we've been adopted as son. His name is Father. That's who Jesus called. Your name is Father. I have revealed your name to them, Father. What name was it? Father. He's my Father. I can become before the throne of grace, the Almighty God Himself, the Lord God Almighty, and I can call Him Father. I sometimes, Abba Father kind of is a, a real close term, term, term for, uh, for Daddy, for Father. And I, I call him daddy, and then sometimes I almost cringe because I know who my daddy, my father is. He's the almighty, awesome God, not only of Israel, but the entire universe and the multi-galaxies. And uh, uh, just unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's more than our minds can comprehend who my father is. And I pray today that you know him as father. I even pray that you know him but daddy, even though I even get sometimes, it's just, it's hard for me to believe that I can call Father God, the Lord Almighty, daddy, because he loves me so much like a son. He's been so faithful. Second Corinthians 7, 1, therefore having these promises, 
Therefore, having these promises of adopted sons, daughters, to one day be sons, but these promises, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I did a whole chapter on the fear of God. There's so many blessings about walking in. It is not, it is not the fear of man. It is not, it is not spiritual fear of the devil. It is not timidity, but it's the awe of God. That's why I sometimes a little cringe a little bit when I, I speak of my father as daddy, because there's such an awe and reverence and understand that this is the Lord God Almighty that no man has ever even seen his face. Jesus is the only one. But he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you know him, he says, you know the Father. I, I, and, and, and my Father has been, he's been so much to and th- to me. Uh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Do you walk in awe and reverence? To the Almighty Holy God that you have the opportunity to call Father? No, no God, that He's with us, that His Spirit is with us, and that whether wherever I, these feet go, I take God. Do I grieve His Spirit? He He knows what I do in the privacy of His home. Does His Spirit grieved? I mean, if we really are Christians. And we really do have the spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit with us. If we really have been adopted as sons and daughters, uh, and we have these precious promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I've got down here next, a fasted life, godly discipline, holiness is the fear of God. It truly is. It's walking in that awe and reverence of God. It, it, it keeps us in holiness because we walk in obedience to His Spirit. It is a fasted life. It's not a gluttonous life. It's one where we, we, we rule this body. We make it eat what's good for it, not what we want. It's not, <laughs> I keep bringing up raisin cakes. So I've probably got it in here because I, I just, I used to love raisin cakes and ice cream and all that stuff. I had to cut it out because I'd, I'd get so big so quick. I mean, I just, I, I've got that, I guess, nature is not only I, but some of my family. If you, if you don't dis, if you don't live a fasted life, we get very large very quickly. It's not that I don't know the fight. I know that fight. My beautiful wife was born of little small legs and body and she eats and doesn't seem to affect her too much. I didn't have those genes, but I have the Holy Spirit. To, to strengthen me, to quicken me, to keep me, to allow me to live a fasted life in more than just food, a fasted life with drink, a fasted life with, with where my eyes go, a fasted life of what I see and what I partake of and what I don't, a fasted life. I, it, there's a, he allows me to have the strength and the discipline over this flesh that it might be pleasing to him, walking my soul, making being led by the spirit, and not walking by the the flesh, the carnality, not according to the desires of this flesh. This body has been subjected to the spirit of Lord. This man, this soul, had been given. He bought it. He paid for it. I'm his. Praise God. 
I hope you understand. Proverbs 4.20, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all of their bodies. Uh, Romans 8.10, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit of a, is alive because of righteousness. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, our body died. We all died. Yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But the spirit, if, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that Logos spirit, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. That's not just when you die. That's his new birth. He gives life to our bodies. He gives life to our spirit. He gives life. He cleanses out the gone. We get delivered of these oppressions and possessions and all things. We can get cleaned up by the washing of the word. We get cleaned up. We learn and get to know. We study to show ourselves a proof that we may know what is pleasing and what is not. You get to listen to some teachers. I'm a teacher. I didn't even know I was a teacher. I always thought I was just a preacher, but I'm a teacher. God informed me one day I have a responsibility beyond just knowing him. I need to know it where I can teach it, not just preach it. So I've studied hard. and God has blessed me. and He's allowed me to understand and have knowledge. And <laughs> I don't. so I come here and I share with you free of charge. I have not written any books. Don't plan to write any books. There's a lot of books out there. But he will get these videos before whom he wants. They're free. They're on it. They're on many different social platforms. The School of Salvation. I, I believe this is my next to last message. I, I think that I've got one more tomorrow and what that message or, or will be after this one on the, on the School of Salvation is what I'm going to do the rest of my life or most of it. I'm going to see. I, that's just what's on my heart. I'll see how it goes. I, that's just what I'm feeling. It, so catch the next chapter. The, uh, but if the spirit who raised Christ Jesus dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. The spirit gives life. He, the, the, the one that made it, he's able to fix it. Fools, because of their rebellious ways and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. That's fools. Their soul abhorred all kinds of food. I guess they weren't eating instead of eating. And they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord. There's some point you have to cry out to the Lord, I'm telling you. In their trouble, he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent their word. I'm giving you the word of God. And hopefully this word that is his word will deliver you, will heal you, will strengthen those bodies will shape up that temple, give you the conviction to stand in new, a new life. <laughs> a new, I don't know about a new life. A new life, a new resolve. My, my wife might not like that. I don't think. Anyway, I've got one I want to keep. Anyway, I, I love my wife. Anyway, a new, a new life, a strengthened life. Hosea 3.1, this comes where the raisin cakes come in. Then the Lord said to me, go again. He's talking to Hosea. Love a woman who's loved by her husband. He, he was saying, go, go do this. I want you to see, I want y'all to understand how I feel. 
yet an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the sons of Israel. This is even as I love the sons of Israel, and they keep committing adultery. They choose other gods. They walk after them. And listen how they do that. Though Though they turn to other gods, that's what they do. This is how they commit adultery, and they love raisin cakes. They they love gluttony. They glutton. They don't live a fasted life. They're not disciplined. Proverbs 4.20, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saving. Do not let them apart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to their body. Once again, Proverbs, his words, keep them in your heart. They're life. They're health. They're, his, his whole new covenant is one of divine health. Just, and his word, his word is a part of all this to understand this new covenant and the blessings and, and all that God is, is in his word here. That's where I've gotten all this, right? This is the word. It is health to our bodies. First Thessalonians 4, 2. For you know what commandments that we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that it, that is that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of, each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. You abstain for, we, we know about uh, we know about sexual immorality, but are you able to possess this own body with sanctification and honor? If this is his temple, it's not gluttony. It's not wine-bibbing. It's not just being an alcoholic. He always mentions the two together, drunkenness and gluttony. We need to guard, we need to guard the temple. It's just a matter of repentance. And asking God to help you. And I, I've, I've been there. I've done all that. I've been there. God sets us free. God will deliver us. He not only calls us to do this, but he has the power within his spirit, if you choose, to set you free. To heal you. To raise you up. To give you strength. But then don't get all proud because you start living in victory and say, oh, I can go party now. No, you can't. It's a fasted life. What got you there to start with will take you back there. If he gives you the strength to walk in your victory, possess the land. Don't go back to where you come out of. I see all these people lose all this weight and they're so excited. And a year later, they're back to where they were. They didn't possess the land. They didn't walk into this new empowerment that comes from the Lord. Christian, possess the land. Rule and reign. According to his spirit, his word, his purpose, his plan for help. You destroy this body. It's not good. First, the fifth verse, not in lustful passion for like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no man and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter because the Lord is the avenger of all those things. Just as we also told you before, solemnly warn you, for God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but for sanctification. Clean it up, folks. Clean it up. First Corinthians six twelve. All things are lawful for me, but not all things 
are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will be mastered. I will not be mastered by anything. Are you being mastered? Is food your master? Is your body your master? All right, that means you're living in the flesh. We need to walk in the spirit. Verse 13, food is for the stomach, and the stomach is food, is for food. But God will do away with both of them. Eventually get there. You need to trust him now. Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. The Lord is for the body. Do you not know that those who run, a ra- run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. The victory is at end, folks. The victory is across the finish line. We need to live a fasted life. We need to ask God to do that. It is not in our own nature. We need to have his strength. But he says, I will do that. In verse 25 and 26, I'll read 25. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. In other words, these, the world out there knows how to exercise control. They basketball, football, this, this, all kinds of things, worldly things. But they exercise, they exercise self-control. Why not the church? Then they, they then do it and receive a perishable wreath. But we an imperishable, how much more? Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body. Are you discipline your body and make it my slave? Is your body your slave or is it own, is it its own king? So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Am I qualified to be a witness? I think today uh, I am. <laughs> I, if I stayed here long in Costa Rica, I, uh, I've been eating a little more than normal, and I'm not getting the exercise I normally get. I, I guess this might be considered some. I stand here a long time, but but I would have to. I would have to make some adjustments, and I will when I go home. But but uh, don't disqualify yourself. Philippians 3.8, more than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them all but rubbish to gain Christ. Philippians 3.9, and may be found him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That I may know him and that power of his resurrection when? Not just when I die. Today, in this life, he's empowered us by his Holy Spirit to walk in victory today over this flesh, over the onslaught that comes. And the fellowship of his suffering, that comes along too sometimes, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain the resurrection of the dead, that is what it's all about. Not that I have already obtained it. This is Paul saying, not that I've already attained it or have already become perfect. This is Paul wrote two thirds of the New Testament. It seemed pretty perfect to me. He was, he ended up being crucified. He, he received the stripes of 39 lashes five times. Shipwrecked day in a deep. 
I mean, just over and over, Paul paid such a price. And he considered it just but rubbish. That I may attain the resurrection. Hallelujah. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern which you have in us. For many walk of whom I often told you, and I now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite. How do they walk contrary? Whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, little g, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Is the God your appetite? Is your mind set on earthly things? You need to get saved. You need to repent. What you need to do, you need to repent. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of this humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. Proverbs 23, 1. When you sit down with a dime of the ruler, consider carefully before you and put a knife to your throat. If, it, if you are a man of great appetite, do not desire his delicacies, for it is deceptive food. He's saying, listen, don't, don't, you sit there, be a witness. Don't, don't participate in this gluttony. Romans 13, 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make, uh, this is, this is, I'm back here again. Cause this is, this has kind of been a theme running here. Put on the Lord, make no provision for the flesh. Make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lust. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. This is where I'm getting to. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 13, 14, and make no provision for the flesh in regard to his lust. And then I go to 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Because why is it reasonable? Because he paid such a price. You're a purchased possession and a royal priesthood. You're both. It is both your spiritual and your reasonable. We're his. This body is not my own. He's given me his word that brings help, life, peace. Put it on the altar. Not a dead, you don't have to die, but a living sacrifice. Kneel down, repent. Repent means to turn away. Repentance is the most amazing thing. I, I quick to repent. Be quick to repent. Fall on your knees. Let the Spirit of God empower you, set you free. Conviction is not condemnation. No one is preaching condemnation. I am praying that the Spirit of God is convicting you, that you may repent and turn to Him and look to Him. For the strength, the life, the peace, the restoration of all things in your life that he, he can bring even here. And that one day we may attain that resurrection. Don't destroy this body. He's entrusted it with us.
It's never too late. It is never too late with our God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to take away any condemnation. Thy word is not condemning. It's life. But it does bring conviction, through conviction and repentance. And in repentance, we turn away. And our God is not our appetite. Let us quit serving this body. And let's serve, let's learn to serve the Lord in a fasted life where we eat wisely that benefits and builds up his temple, this body, in Jesus' name.